Yep. All right. Uh, so what was I thinking? Shit. What was I going to say? Uh, I lost ice it cream. You were thinking about ice cream. I was thinking about ice cream. It's hot outside. I knew it. It's yeah, not it's hot, hot outside. outside. That's your excuse. Muggy. Who are you yep. fooling, Riley? Yep. <laughs> I need ice cream because <laughs> it is so hot. I just can't stand it. That's my story. Gonna I'm sick and Open up it. a quart and squeeze it like a bar deodorant and rub it all over my body. I got, listen, I got a question for you. Do you want a League of Legends skin? Sure. And maybe a character. I don't know how these things work. Well, we got an email from TT Thomas Squared, uh, who you might remember as being a community manager for the uh, for Rusty Farts. Yes. Uh, so he said he he, uh, he just came back. People came back from PAX, had some swag. He got a Raver Sona skin code for Law that he's not going to use, so he wanted to offer it to you. I will he accept. Will, that will give me two pack skins, having never will. attended packs. <laughs> he thinks it unlocks the character and the skin. I already have the character. We're good. Womp womp. Well, still, it's very The skin is the more valuable part. Even though Sona is, by and large, considered the worst support in the game. <laughs> I guess maybe she's better than Karma, it. but it doesn't matter. She's still not as good as others. Uh, I will accept the skin gladly and play her crappy, crappy support. And uh, he, he included some of the usual uh, thank yous for recording the podcast, which we appreciate. And his question, because I started reading this email, might as well finish it. Uh, we have a cheesesteak place near my work that I like to frequent. My favorite combo is the mushroom steak with pepperoni or the pepperoni steak with mushrooms. I'm thinking this is an affiliate thing since Jersey is the, in the name of this cheesesteak shop. What, are, what options are acceptable on authentic Philly-style cheesesteak? Anything. Mm, I'm a little more restrictive than that. <laughs> I say nothing beyond mushrooms and onions. Yeah, it's true. Once you start venturing past those sort of tried and true toppings, you get into the the hinter of outside influence. I mean, once I, you have pepperoni, you're dealing more with like a pizza steak, and that is a recent revelation. Yeah. I mean, are you getting? Is he getting this with like mozzarella cheese instead of American or Swiss? Because if that's the case... Yeah, well, then then you've already so far cleared the cheesesteak boundary yeah. <laughs> that you don't even need to ask that question. I mean, some people would even say that mushrooms are borderline, but I, I like them, so I'm, I allow them in. Yeah, I'll allow it because I enjoy them. Technicality. <laughs> I don't uh, need a freaking pizza steak because, man, cheesesteak's greasy enough without slapping pepperoni in that piece. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only way I can tolerate eating pepperoni not on a cheese... or not on a pizza... Is if you put that shit in like the microwave or the oven and like get all of the grease out of it and make it crunchy. Yeah, I'm I don't know. I'm I'm not really much of a fan of the cured meats as is. Yeah. I Agreed. feel like we discussed this before, but yeah, I don't go a lot for pepperoni. I'm not even that I don't like salami that much, any of that stuff. Sometimes you'll get in a situation where you've got salami on like a platter combined with some other things like cheese, some form of vegetable. And then it's sort of in combination, it becomes more, uh, more palatable. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I guess I'm forgiving when it comes to cheesesteaks because I really like chopped up bell peppers in mine, and mm -hmm. that is not a traditional topping yeah. at all. Yeah, but it's something you can get in a lot of places. Though I am against it, <laughs> <laughs> vehemently against it. I think peppers is signals the beginning of the end of cheesesteaks. But then again, a lot of places uh, like here will put essentially whole peppers in there. I mean, obviously they're not whole, but they are not diced. So you so just, just got like these like, long strips of pepper. I kind of like hanging that. Out if you cook you. it enough, there you don't have to bite. Yeah, I mean, they get soft enough but that you don't have to you, bite them that I, hard. I think the way you consume that large pepper or large onion is in a sausage sandwich. You get you get a hoagie with some sausage links in it and some big pieces of pepper and some big pieces of onion. And that's how, that's the best way to consume those. And then you go knock out people on the subway <laughs> with your breath. You're just like, oh. Oh, man. Uh, so we got an email also from Gavin Malloy, who this technically counts as a shirt email, but he did not include the comment on PayPal, which is why I missed it last week. 
But I just said thanks. He said, I'm pretty pumped for the Baby Go-Go shirt. Or maybe the Making Magic one. Which may never happen. Which probably will never happen. <laughs> but then again, <laughs> kickstart everything. So who knows? I have scabs working in the mine to make a Baby Go-Go shirt. Nice. You guys may see it in six to eight years. <laughs> you never know with that guy. Once scabs comes back up from the graphic designer art mines. Mm-hmm. So guys, check it out. I worked on the E for this scrolling title. Uh, yeah. I mean, he did the he did at least some of the credits for that Hugo movie. Uh, he worked on Tower Heist, which was that Brett Ratner joint with some comedians who haven't been funny in a while, like Eddie Murphy. Yeah. So he's really moving places in the world. Okay, so I think I got all the emails, shirt-related emails. I got a couple names to rattle off. Uh, Kyle, who uh, <laughs> says, probably won't wear the shirt too much in public because the idea of describing why there's an exploding baby on my shirt is a little too vexing to think about. I don't know, dude. Was it was it you that was wearing the shirt when we went to the seafood restaurant at Otakon? Or was that somebody uh, yeah, else? That was and me. Then, and the waitress was like, you got the best shirt ever. I was like, whatever, waitress. I was going to tip 20% anyway. Although I am <laughs> You don't got to butter me up. Uh, Ryan. All right. So this one is a bit questionable. Yo, I'm Dave, gonna... stop. Stop. What's up? We've got to restart this Skype call. You're turning into a robot like every fourth word. Already? All right. All right. Well, call me back. All right. Oh, uh, you're lucky I didn't click the answer with video button. So you didn't see me rubbing up my nips. <laughs> it, was, it was compressing your speech. I don't know, Skype. You better not let me rate this call quality. <laughs> it will be A low. one star. Uh, right, so as, as I was saying, uh, Ryan is, is a little questionable, but I'm going to let it through because he found the loophole. I'm going to give him props for that. He says, I, appreciate, I would appreciate a shout-out on the show. And a possible plug for my YouTube video show, The One Nerd's Opinion, which is at youtube.com slash one nerd's opinion. I'll give it to The loophole is you just included in an email and you have to read it? Yeah, I'll give it to this one. But you're buying a shirt, not advertising. <laughs> That's right, it's a little quid pro quo. You buy a shirt, I'll plug your show. So I see how it is, Riley. No, well, no integrity. It, but no further plugs. <laughs> You want to talk advertising, that's a different conversation. And uh, one you'd probably be better off having with someone who has an actual audience, which is not us. <laughs> uh, and uh, then Sebastian, is. Uh, he says, thanks for the podcast. Get stranger looks from my coworkers as I laugh randomly as I listen to your work. Uh, question, best dessert or meat-based pie along with do you prefer pies with or without ice cream? You can't go wrong adding vanilla ice cream to any pie. I will I will concur with that, but I will also say that lack of ice cream has never stopped me from eating pie. That's true. It doesn't a lack of ice cream is not a detraction from a pie, but when you add ice cream to a pie, you are similarly not diluting the goodness of the pie. Like it's not like you're trying to eat a cherry pie with some weird coffee ice cream or something that doesn't go with it. Yeah. It's vanilla or nothing. Unless mm-hmm. you're, you're doing maybe some moose pies. I don't know. Oh, man. On a moose pie, do you really want to have <laughs> I ice love cream? It. I love the concept that there's there's pies out there that are really just pudding in a shell. <laughs> That's right. Mm, I'm going to have some pie. <laughs> you know what this pudding further could delude use? myself I'm gonna that this is healthy. I'm going to put a scoop of chocolate ice cream on top of this chocolate pudding, and I'm just going to saw off my feet. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to kickstart this process right now. So... My favorite pies are pretty much all pies, uh, but if I had to pick a dessert pie, it would probably be cherry or maybe some sort of chocolate mousse. Now that we've broached that subject, dude, if they call they call it a pie, chocolate pudding pie. It's got mm-hmm. pie in the title. Yep. Uh, I would go with cherry as well. Um, although my favorite dessert to make is called a pie. I don't think you can really consider it a pie, which is Oreo pie, mm-hmm. which is just like a pound of cream cheese, a pound of whipped cream. And a pound of chocolate chips all melted and mixed together, put on a graham cracker crust with a layer of Oreos in between two layers of the filling. And you put that stuff in a fridge, and then you build a tower with it because it is 
denser than brick mortar. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's, it's, it's one of my favorites. I've always Rich. been a fan. Very powerful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I love cherry pie. I think I've we've told the story of cherry pie on this very yeah. podcast. <laughs> you love it perhaps a bit too much. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a um, cherryaholic. What was that? It's those but crappy man, maraschino cherries. I, F I those do, guys. I do like some meat pies, though. I do have a softness in my heart for pies made of meat. Shepherd's and, pie? Uh, I can't do mincemeat. I don't like sweet meats. Stop trying mm -hmm. to do that, England. Yeah. It's but not working. I like working. meat that has been minced and then put into a pie. I don't know. I feel like they always have like weird like raisins or some garbage in there. <laughs> yeah, no, just like, Why you don't is this even here? That. You don't. I I am not against raisins. Don't get me wrong. But the only thing I can think of off the top of my head that a raisin belongs in is a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> not even by itself. Just bake it into an oatmeal cookie and shove it like, in my I'm, mouth. Like I'm not trying to hate on my mom, but my mom used to make, or I guess still does, this like curried chicken and rice. And she would put raisins in it. I was like, why does raisins need to be in this dish? You're just ruining a perfectly fine dish with these raisins. And like, it's not even like the raisins are bad. It's just so weird. Yeah, it's too strange. I can't take it. I can't handle it. Scabs asked me the other day, hey, you ever go to that Australian place near my, my house that we used to go to? Because Scabs likes to reminisce. Uh, and my initial answer was no, because a place with better poutine opened around the corner from us. So that was pretty much their only draw. But in the middle of typing that, I said, wait, they used to have those, those meat pies. And then the car started paying in my head. <laughs> I ran down the street naked because I was undressed while talking to scabs on the internet. Run into the Australian meat place. pie at him. Meat pie, and then they give it. They give it to you with this mountain of peas. You had to eat with like a trowel. There were so many of them. <laughs> You're working it out in the pea mines. Gotta, yeah, <laughs> gotta dig down to the delicious meat away. pie. <laughs> We've hit another another substrata of peas. <laughs> There's mashed potatoes. Do they have a lot of peas in Australia? Is that like an Australian thing, or does this restaurant know. I think just they like? Them have a deal with a farmer he's like i gotta buy all these peas might as well, well have people eat them i don't them. think poutine is a traditional australian dish either so i think just fat and cheese curds are a traditional white people thing yeah that's true it just comes together it's just natural it's uh it's inevitable it's like in mass effect how the reapers come back every fifty thousand years it's like there's the people they, they sort of the onset of this. poutine is a sign of the end but they do kind of i mean if you get it in a cup, it looks like an inverted reaper with the, the fries sticking out of the top. I'm just saying know, that Dave. they left their technology behind, so we develop according to their whims. So over millions <laughs> of years of so civilization, fat and weak by the time they yeah, come back. all converge onto poutine in sort of the same manner, and then they just come for the harvest when we're all obese and can't fight back. And plus, we're just loaded with valuable fats and proteins. That's right. We will be harvested. They're just going to slurp us up, make some human protein shakes. Going to carbo load for the uh, Reaper marathon they're running. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, so, uh, and finally, just Jonathan also bought a shirt and did not leave a message. And I think that is everybody. But, I, well, I guess I don't know if I included this dude or not. But Joe. Joe was at the, the beginning of the list. I think I got his name last time, but I can't remember, so maybe he gets doubled down. But maybe there should be no further ado before we start talking about something something pretty powerful. Oh, yeah? It's pretty strong stuff. What What is it? I think it's called Agare Zero. Oh, my gosh. Do we have to? Uh, Joel, I'm going to tell you something that might blow your mind. What's that? Uh, you, I, you might want to sit down. I, I am sitting down. Well, that's good, because I'm about to blow your mind. Okay. I watched the entire show. No way. <laughs> I have I have a reason, though not necessarily an excuse. All right, you're going to have uh, to lay this out for me, because I, that... <laughs> I, I sat down at this show, and I'm going I'm to say it up front, Internet, big shocker, I did not watch the entire show, and... I was almost in pain watching the show that I did watch. Did you so. really only watch two episodes? Yeah. You didn't even get to the part where it goes back in time and then the rest of the show is about them being fake sisters 
who have... I, you don't know, Dave. That happens in the second episode. Oh, it does? I thought... Well, no, they, it doesn't happen, but I predicted it. <laughs> Only in that time frame. In the first two episodes, I picked this entire thing apart and did not like where it was going. I saw into the deep space. I may have done some spice in the interim. And I was looking out into the blackness, and I could see where all the paths went. Dave. Yeah, you could see all possible paths. <laughs> of God like, I hate everything about the stupid anime tropes that are going on right now in this show. I'm pulling out. Did you predict the part where they have they kiss each other multiple times under the guise of eating pocky? It's like the lady, lady in the tramp scenario. <laughs> full blast. So there's no way you could not understand what's happening because it's a rigid. I don't need a strand of whatever yeah. baked cracker. So First it's like, off, you can't even pick up one end of it and not know where the other end is. Like, yeah. Are they just like pocky that curves over the horizon? They're just eating it for 18 <laughs> days as they walk Elliptical towards pocky. each other. Well, I'm not going to stop eating the pocky now. I mean, I know it's going to end with me kissing a girl, but. I'm kind of invested in this thing. I mean, first off, what fucking year was this made that Pocky is at all still relevant? Well, the one girl's like eating it when she's fighting the demons in oh, the first yeah. episode. She's oh, just yeah. super into Pocky. Well, I think she was... Okay, well, here's the mega spoilers for Galray Zero. So that first... or that Whenever she shows up and she's eating the Pocky, that is the same night as the other girl goes bad. No, yeah. That's not mega spoilers. The story is is being told in like weird snippets where the they kind of start you in media res. Yeah. And now granted, and then there's ten episodes of backstory. Exactly. So, but it keeps happening. Like they keep flipping back and forth. Oh no, they 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 never flip back. Not until really. Once you hit episode three, it the timeline only moves forward. But it moves forward from back in time. Yes. So. They the first two episodes are blah 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 some evil samurai girl the scene that Daryl showed at anime is crazy as death where the guy gets his hand cut off where they pull this like bullshit fake out where the entire main cast is killed and it's like oops oh in the first that episode they start off yeah. with like motorcycle girl well I'm yeah. kind of glad Dual that they killed dude. those people because frankly motorcycle girl was super lame I'm not saying any of those characters had anything going for them <laughs> like. Preteen support staff in the van. Like, never seen that before. But anyway, so then the samurai sword girl shows up and she's killing everybody. Everybody's like, oh, this is bullshit. And then there's like another samurai sword girl that's going to fight her. Uh, and it turns out that they were adoptive sisters, sort of, kind of. Three hours before she showed up and started killing everybody, they were probably eating that same box of pake, pocky that she shows up with in the second episode. Right before she samurai sword kills some zombies. <laughs> and that's when they had their second pretend Pocky kiss. Which, like, the first one, they're in the well, backseat. Th that's not pretend anymore or accidental. Well, I mean, well, it is for real even from the first time. Because the first time they do it, they're in the backseat of this car being chaperoned either to or from a monster killing expedition. And they're like, oh, eating the Pocky. And it's like, oh, there's only one piece left. Uh, we have to, I don't know, rock, paper, scissors for it. Wait, no, I'm just going to take it. Oh, you're going to take it? Now I'm going to put my mouth on the other side. Now we're going to, like, really aggressively bite on each other. So they were, they were literally other. playing Pocky chicken. Yes. And then and then they kiss. And then the other girl, the, the one who turns crazy, uh, just fucking goes for it and just starts making out with her and groping her in the backseat of this car. And this is like the only time something in this like this in the show happens. It's not like with like Icky Toes End where this is like just de rigueur. Like, uh, like <laughs> so I feel like you should apologize for using a term like that in association <laughs> yeah. with something as dumb as Icky Toes End. And then she's like groping her. And then the dude in the front seat looks back and is like, what's going on? And she's like, hey, this isn't a peep show. And it's like, what is happening? <laughs> and You're like, in so. You're in a car. He heard struggling. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically what this show is about. And the rest of it, there is like So it's no... sort of the unrequited lesbian love? I think so. The and the one who goes crazy ire. has a, like, she's a, she has like an arranged marriage, basically. And then episode five is like this complete tonal shift of them, like, 
doing one of these like uh how many wait how many episodes is this show 12 all right so you, you weren't in for like the full 26 when you no, said no, you watched I, the whole thing i did thing. this over the course of like two days all right I and you my excuse i didn't episodes. get to it is that Gratz is not here this week and the raid is only two hours long <laughs> so once i watched the raid i was like well, what am i gonna watch now <laughs> right so episode five like it just the tone of the show changes for an episode and they're like all right now we're going to be in one of these anime situations where everybody's got to coordinate secretly to get these two arranged fiancés together and to make them actually fall in love and like you know they do the thing where they're like commencing mission all right like engage suspect but the engage suspect is like they're using one of the business ladies who's on this monster killing squad to like dress all slutty and then she's going to like seduce him and then that's going to make the other girl jealous but in reality she just storms off and buys a soda and then throws a can of soda at his head and that's like her way of getting jealous because she's so sundere oh man are are you using that appropriately because that was what i was going to say like i'm pretty sure that is the proper definition all right also at one point her sword gets taken away or broken or something she can't use it for a while so her alternative is a, a spiritual iron, like what one might use to iron clothes. Okay. And a spiritual chainsaw. And she chooses the iron. A spirit wait, why why are either of those worse than the sword? Well, she just can't use the sword for a while. I don't remember why. Was it like It's like broken or something. And the then sword the, is broken. Yeah, you, your sword is broken. And then the dude who makes the sword is this uh, weeaboo named Michael who walks around in a loincloth all the time and he's got a giant afro. And he's like, Japan is best. God, I knew this show was stupid. It's shocking just how much of it was sort of revealed in the first two episodes and how just watching those first two episodes correctly warded me off everything else that would happen. It honestly would not be that bad if they didn't take 10 episodes doing something they could have probably done in, like, two. Like, there is just no real character development to speak of in those 10 episodes. They spend, like, every episode being like, I'm your sister. I want to be your sister. Even though we're not really family, we're kind of like sisters, except that for that one time we made out. Uh, I don't know. And don't then... tell mom. <laughs> womp womp. And then, what happens? So then there's this other girl that shows up who's got a Najinata. And she's from some other part of the family. And the plot of the show is that, like, these families, the head of the family gets, like, a demon dog or Japanese dog, serpent, spirit, shit like that. Okay. So the girl murders the crazy girl's dad. The crazy girl's name is, is Yomi. This is before she's crazy. Or her, her dad is assassinated. And nobody knows who did it. But it was the girl with the Najinata who's from, like, some other faction that wants control of the girl's demon dog spirit thing. Okay. Uh, and then it turns out that she was possessed by this other character who's, like, responsible for the blue butterflies. And he's this little kid, and he's possessed by something called a Bane Stone, which is, makes you, like, mind control. And that's why the girl with the Najinata, whose name is Ray or May, killed the the Yomi's dad. And then she's like, ha ha, I killed your dad. I'm crazy. And now I got your demon dog spirit and you don't got shit. And then Yomi's like, I'm so mad. I'll stab you. And then right before she stabs her, May like regains her consciousness for a second. She's like, oh shit, don't stab me. And then Yomi's like, fuck it. And he just stabs her. And she's dead. Uh, and then the little blue butterfly kid shoots like a million knives into her and clearly like two into her eyes. Or one, one of her eyes. And I think he did it solely so she could have one of those, like, Japanese eye patch things on for, like, one episode. Which, fuck you guys. Fuck you and fuck those, like, eye patches that you put in all these shows, like Yikito <laughs> said. That, like, little white bandage thing. Yeah. Uh, and she gets stabbed in, like, a million places and her larynx is crushed. Uh, so she can't talk and she's in the hospital. And that's when her and the other girl have the other Pocky kiss. Uh, and then it's like, maybe they're in love or something. I don't know. And then the other girl, like, chickens out or something. I'm not really clear what was happening because I didn't really know it was happening until it happened. Well, I guess first off, uh, <laughs> the dude who she's engaged to 
her dad literally says, break up with her. Do you really want some cripple bearing you a child and tying you down for the rest of your life? And the kid's like, eh, kind of, I don't know. Sure, yeah, I'm down with that. And the dad's like, nope. And then she's like, oh, man, I'm really sad because I like can't even talk. Uh, and they're going to blame me for this murder, which technically I did do. Uh, and I only have one eye. And I got cut in 108 places on my body. And everybody thinks I was, I faked it. Everybody thinks I cut myself 108 times faking it. So it looked like me and May were in a fight when really I killed her in cold blood. Because I was jealous because she had my demon dog thing. Uh, and then Kagura's the only one who sticks by her. And then she's got the Pocky and they do a Pocky kiss. And then she's like, and then the only way they can communicate is with the text messages because she can't talk. And so she's typing something in on the text messages, but you can't see what it is. You assume she's going to say, yeah, I actually killed that motherfucker. Because Kagura spends like five minutes being like, I know you'd never kill her because you're a good person. And I believe you even if they all don't. And she's like, actually. But of course, she can't talk. Uh, <laughs> and so they have, they have a Pocky kiss. And then she's like, and then Kagura's like, I got to go to the bathroom and I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> so don't, but don't bother trying to stay awake, but I'll be right back. And then they sort of like look at each other strangely. And then Yomi wants to say, don't go, but she can't talk. So she just opens her mouth and looks really distressed. And then Kagura runs out of the room. And I guess what was actually happening here was that she was abandoning her and <laughs> did not say so. Uh, and she's going to run away from the hospital because she's too stressed or whatever. And that's when the little kid shows up and was like, sup. I got this thing, Banestone, can heal all your wounds, and uh, I'm go the way it does that is by I sort of creepily rub it all over your body, and this is obviously like a quasi-rape scene. <laughs> and he's like, wouldn't it be so awesome if I just rub this all over your body, and then you were all fixed? And then since Kagura is outside being a huge pussy for some reason and abandoning her friend slash sister slash potential lover, Yomi's like, yeah, whatever. And then she gets possessed by the evil Banestone. And then Kagura is like, thinking about it outside. And she's like, yeah, you know, I probably shouldn't be such a pussy. And then the hotel room, like, explodes. It's like, and she's like, ah, fuck. And then that's the first episode or the second episode. That's where it starts. <laughs> and then uh, they, like, kill each other in a forest grove or something. And then the 11th episode is practically just the second episode over again like they reuse so much animation it's got to be like 50 percent reused <laughs> well the animation quality isn't exactly that high yeah it's not that great anyway i mean the, they use in the first episode they have that lame you know category b oh yeah all the demons and, look terrible yeah it is awful oh man but yeah and then yeah they like fight in a grove and yomi dies like one second after she regains control of herself and she's like ah i knew that crap was gonna happen wasn't it isn't awesome that we used to be bros and it's like but you gotta kill me womp womp and then like the ferret dude who's like her fiance is like eh, i don't even remember it's a it's a prequel i looked it up of course because it's called gare zero uh and that is why you know everybody who's not in the original manga obviously didn't make it through they didn't make the cut, so to speak. And not only that, but that's why it doesn't end for shit. So the main bad guy, who is this little kid with the blue butterflies, who was in it for maybe seven minutes anyway, he just he's like, ah, what's up? I'm still around. I'm fine. It's cool. Uh, and that's that's pretty much just it. That's pretty much just like what this show is about. The it's... whole middle part, you missed the part where they were playing on a Dreamcast for one episode for one second. <laughs> well, that might, no, still wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, it just, the the thing that weirded me out about it the most is, like, the shifts from super serious to, like, super, like, this is an anime and we're going to make jokes and bullshit. It was, like, crazy. It was all over the charts. But otherwise, yeah, like I said, there's, like, no character development. So it's, like, these fucking girls spend, like, ten episodes just saying the same things over and over again. And then, like, you know... Her dad gets killed out of nowhere. And it's especially, you know, they really want to lump it on. So her dad gets killed like four seconds after she's hanging out with her fiance for the first time after they sort of become attracted to each other. And he's like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm turning off my cell phone. I'm off the clock now. It's like, womp, womp. 
Uh, and then, yeah, then her dad gets killed, and then she comes home like four hours later, and they're like, where the fuck were you? And, and she's telling Kagura, bitch, where's my dinner? And then Kagura's like, your dad is dead. And then everybody's like, you're so stupid. And she's like, oh, I'm bad at everything. And then she kills May. <laughs> I guess there's a part where those demons attack the school, and the school nurse gets possessed. And then Kagura's like two young lady friends show their only purpose, which is they cower together in a locker wearing swimsuits uh, and squish their oily skin together. Uh-huh. And that is the only purpose for them in the show, except that then when Kagura then kills the mind-controlled nurse, the next episode, one of those girls spends like five minutes yelling about her, yelling at her about how terrible a person she is. In this universe, as far as I can understand it, everybody knows what these demons are. It's not a secret. So I think Wait, well, this girl... then what's the point of all the secrecy around these organizations that combat the demons? I mean, I don't think it's a secret because it's not like the government cleanup squad came to like kill those two girls. And it was kind of obvious that she had like a giant bug monster on her face. Well, in the beginning of the first show, they're fighting on a highway overpass. Yeah. And that is, a, that is in fact, the first episode, the second episode, the 11th episode, and the 12th episode. <laughs> So what you're telling me is I actually watched a quarter of this show. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's not that good a show. I mean, it's not that bad a show, truthfully. I wish I would have written down what I predicted about this show. Yeah, like, I wish I would have written it down and put it in a self-addressed stamped envelope and then mailed (laughs) it to you. Because so I only watched the first 15 minutes of the, the show, like, last week. When we talked about watching this. Mm-hmm. And when and I released the promo episode, which Fetty quite enjoyed. Yeah, so <laughs> I said it sucks. Well, I was right about that, too, so yeah. you're welcome. You must be psychic. You're like uh, what, like the great Krensky. Yeah, I'm a totally useless Krasnick. psychic. I'm a useless psychic because I can predict when anime is going to be terrible. Anime is one of the genres where you really can judge a book by its cover. <laughs> Well, but yeah, because so there's a lot of decisions of that go into like, or a show that is of a certain ilk will like the art style and the direction will all be apparent. This mm-hmm. isn't like a book; it is literally cartoon. So what the way they draw the cover is usually how the show turns out, with the possible exception of Welcome to the NHK, but that was a whole different thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, because I mean, based on the first 15 minutes, or. I guess not even in the first 15 minutes. I knew that a bunch of people were going to die. I knew that there was some BS betrayal going on in one of the organizations. Uh, and having watched the second episode, I predicted <laughs> that there was going to be some like lame... Uh, like the the two of them would fight and then the the girl who was the aggressor... I can't even remember their names. I guess she Yomi. was Yomi. Um, Yomi's the aggressive one. You can tell because her angular eyes are like pointing... Well, she also, she's, she's also wearing black, and the other one, it has, she even has a black sword, and the other one has a white sword. But having just seen that, I was like, she is, she's not that bad. She's going to regret her decision. There's like, there were three paths it was going to go down. Her friend is going to kill her and feel terrible. She's being mind-controlled. Didn't watch any of the show. <laughs> or, or she's going to realize her mistake. Uh, that She was taken in by some false power, and she's going to realize her mistake, turn against it, and be killed while killing the thing that's trying to kill her best friend. All three are pretty much accurate. I mean, it's I mean, just like, some of the minor why... details have changed, but you've got the throughput of the plot. I was thinking about it walking to work this morning. I'm like, there's only three ways this show is going to end, and that's why it sucks, because I know what they are, and I only watched two episodes. <laughs> or maybe you're just that good. It's not even that. It's just that it's anime. They totally t- dip their, their cards. And it, I don't know. Yeah, it's just this show is bad. You should you should not watch this show, even though it's only twelve episodes. And if you like this show, don't tell me about it. Do not, not tell me you like this show because I, I don't mean, care. I'm gonna be honest. Like I said, it's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, compared to like Venus versus Virus, that or no, some Dave, bullshit like that. I'm I'm reversing course, and I'm, we're talking about this in like back in the old days where there there is the good. Which is unmoving, and everything uh-huh. is in comparison to the good. Yeah. So no matter how bad Venus versus Virus is, that does not improve Garay Zero. It's true. The, well, there's just an argument to be made that mediocre is just a different type of bad. That's because true. Because there's always something good you could actually spend your time on. 
Well, and they all they do all those ridiculous things. Like what tipped my tipped the idea of the erotic relationship between the two is in the second episode. Yomi uh, slits uh, whatever her name is Kagura's Kagura. shirt open. Yep, that happens like, a lot. Boom! I know where this is going. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't happen to Tenjo Tange levels, but like. That Tenjo little... Tenge was so ridiculous because you were supposed to believe that, you know, fisticuffs would result yeah. in this <laughs> If somebody just punches you, just explode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wham, oh. This is only 25 thread kick. Well, hold my count. secret technique. Sure. It's very, very bare. <laughs> it's not even a thread count. You have to be wearing a paper bag for it to happen like that. <laughs> it's... it's like, oh, no. My pneumatic fist. God. I, no, painted yeah, this, I painted seems... this grocery bag white and hoped nobody would notice. This show's preferred method of fan service is the uh, slightly askew shirt. The the shirt that's open all the way, but you can't see the boobs. Well, I just hate like, how it does this that stupid dichotomy where you have... So, first of all, the, to go back to the rating systems of the demons. So, you've got your category C, or your category D, I guess, which are like... D the, is just the zombies. D are just zombies, which are l- latchers. They attach yeah. to your dead body and reanimate you. Then you got your C's, which are actual ghouls, which human beings cannot see but will kill you. Then you got your B's, which are like giant fire-breathing lizards. Yeah. And then your A, of course, is is a schoolgirl yeah, with a sword. Teenage girl. <laughs> the I most think threatening that's the thing only A that shows up the girl. in the series. Well, it's a, I mean, that's the one thing that's kind of cool. Is there's this little Orwellian moment where they declare Yomi a Category A paranormal event. Which I guess she technically is, but like redefining one of your compatriots as the most yeah. dangerous thing is sort <laughs> of like yeah, that's that's actually it's kind super of like you know it's a little it's a little Animal Farm Trotsky going on, but that's giving yeah. it way too much credit. 1984. Yeah, yeah, you know I I think you you've probably dug more meaning out of the show than the the two episodes uh, of the show developers imbued in it. Two episodes of the show. <laughs> Don't say the whole show. I'm not going to get my fingerprints on it and watch this whole show. Netflix describes this show as dark and exciting. (laughs) (laughs) What if I click on the keyword dark? I've never rolled my eyes so hard at a show ever. And I watched Ikitosan. No, Ikitosan's so much worse than this. Well, yeah, but you know what's going to happen. I guess Ikitosan doesn't pretend uh, to be anything it's not. about it. Yeah, so you can automatically write off everything. It's like, yeah, we're a piece of shit. (laughs) We know (laughs) what this show is about. about You don't want to roll your eyes because then you're afraid Ikitosan's going to come over and talk to you and like yell at you like they're on the subway. (laughs) The terrible (laughs) person on the subway is yelling at their girlfriend. You're like, well, he hasn't hit her yet and I don't really want to get involved. You're like, hey, buddy, maybe you should calm down. He's like, what, are you talking to me? And then all of a sudden your day is ruined because this guy just threw something at your shirt Mm -hmm. that... Stains it, and you're like, God, Ikitosan, you're such a jerk. <laughs> Tenjo Tenge, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but, like, you know, I feel like the, the comparison here is that uh, Gare Zero tries to pretend that they're a nice guy, and all of a sudden, you know, they're... Hey, man. Hey, I'm cool. Yeah, yeah we're I got, su- this, got this show about zombies. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a supernatural show. Check out this chick on the motorcycle. It's got... The motorcycle's got runes on it, and it's gonna it's gonna make a, a burned rubber spell patch that the, the yeah, zombies like can't cross or they'll be incinerated lays down and then we're gonna in its wake it doesn't even no it's literally like an inscription so when she oh, squeals right, her yeah. tires it inscribes whatever that sanskrit well the dude later has like a briefcase with a cd changer in it that pumps out mantras <laughs> yo he's like check I'm out these, drop fat these dudes. <laughs> that is actually pretty cool <laughs> yeah if it had been more junk like that like i think i would have been I would have thought that the show was stupid, but I wouldn't have thought that it was as bad. Because when she's doing all the kung fu fighting on the motorcycle, it feels like it's trying way too hard. But mm-hmm. then it does a complete about face, uh, doesn't try that hard, and just does all that crap that's dumb about anime. Yeah. Which is like, you know, now we're going to have the teenage girl square off, but one of them's going to be, you know, really powerful, probably the better fighter. You know, Yomi even admits that. But, you know, she's she's second-guessing herself. She's vulnerable. Yeah, well, you know, she's second-guessing herself because she killed the school nurse. And everybody was like, why'd you do that? Who cares? In the, the episode, like, in media, in real time, like, beyond all of the doubts from the past and everything else, she just cut a dragon in half. Yeah. So maybe should deal with that. <laughs> like, who cares? Like, you're... There are very real dangers that the general population apparently hasn't come to grips with that you're dealing with on a daily basis, and one of those dangers is dragons. 
I do my job so, every day. It's pretty great. When why Yogi would you even matter? Yeah, the but they hospital. should have made her like a battle-hardened veteran. That would have been incredibly <laughs> it's just like different. Smoking cigarettes. Yeah, she's like, so what? I killed the school nurse. I'll kill your mom. Yeah, it's like what? <laughs> I just did it right in front of you. I it's waited like, yeah. until she picked you up from school, and then I stabbed her. Yeah, she like right looks at me like, yeah, door. I killed the school nurse. Why are you even talking to me? How dare you talk to me? Maybe I'll kill you. I think I see a demon on your head. <laughs> yeah. You can't <laughs> you even tell know. me I'm wrong because you can't see demons. <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot what I was going to say. Stupid Kagura. He's the worst. <laughs> so bad at everything. I, uh, then, I Like fucking subplots about like what they're going to eat for dinner. It's like... Oh, if we do good at the sword stuff, I'll make whatever you want. I want cream croquettes. What? That's, like, so hard to make. God, we'll have to make it together. Okay, big sis, let's do it. Why are (laughs) Japanese people obsessed with croquettes? I don't know. Well, it's a pretty pretty good food source, if you ask me. There's a lot of things that can be improved by being breaded and then fried. Well, yeah, I guess that's true, but it's a... It's a foreign word. Like, croquette is yeah. not a Japanese word. Of all the different foodstuffs that could have been introduced to Japan and gained great popularity, what is it about the croquette? I don't know. You got me. Right place, right time. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> and that was in some official's tummy. Whoa. Like, oh, this is good. Croquette. <laughs> I will let your people into my country. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> keep the keep the flow of croquettes, That's and you may <laughs> trade with us. Buttered up some Meiji era official. Yeah, man. So I tweeted because Aaron brought all the Yotsuba manga over. So I've been I've been reading that. I tweeted that Yotsuba was ten times funnier than Gare Zero is good at anything it does, and I, it felt like it was kind of one of those tweets where I was going to tweet it, and people wouldn't really understand what I meant by that. And some then sometimes you get replies like. What are you talking about? God Ray Zero is not supposed to be funny. I go, motherfucker, that's not what I said. <laughs> Reading but, comprehension, get. But everybody knew immediately what I meant, which is that God Ray Zero sucks <laughs> and everything. <laughs> that, and that was a lot of words. Is, I could have edited that tweet a little bit. Well, Yotsuba, well, I mean, the only reason I juxtaposed them is because those were the two anime things I did that night. <laughs> And Yotsuba, man, I got into that second volume, and there's one of the stories is how they're watching, like, a revenge movie on TV, and she goes into the bedroom and gets her water pistol, shoots her dad and her friend, and she's like, ah, you're dead, and then immediately switches roles to the person who must avenge them, (laughs) and then just, like, wanders over to the neighbor's house and starts killing people, shoots the mom when she opens the door, she's like, you're dead, where's Fuka? But I thought I was dead. Uh, you're half dead. She's upstairs. All right, now you're all dead. And then she just fucking strolls off. <laughs> it's it's magical. And there's just everything about it is funny and good. Uh, and that was a real uplifting reading that and right before bedtime. Uh, after having watched like six episodes of God Ray Zero, I was like, there's still hope in this anime world. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that all anime is bad. I'm just saying God Ray Zero. Oh, it's the worst. Well, I've changed it's... my tone. It's the worst by being the most mediocre. But it's not even... I, yeah, I mean, I guess it is mediocre, and that's why it's so predictable. But I don't know. It's it's also predictable in that it it falls into all the negative stereotypes you have about anime. And mm-hmm. that there's, like, lollycon, weird other ways of fetishing school. Like, there's even there's a tsundere chick and there's a moe chick. Why? What is going on with that? That's, like, the I same show. This isn't even a harem show. <laughs> but it somehow fits into those tropes. Yeah, I use tropes twice talking about it. It's another reason I hate this show. Oh, it's cause the cause of and reason for all our problems. <laughs> uh, it just it makes you a worse person when you're talking about it. It's true. But you did miss the episode where they were playing on the Dreamcast. As I said earlier, I was like, even Dreamcast fan service cannot abate my this hatred show, for this show. I looked it up. This show was made in 2008. <laughs> Who the hell was thinking about a Dreamcast in 2008? Besides you! <laughs> the it pieces have basement. all come I together. Pro- I probably plugged in and played the Dreamcast in 2008. You made God Ray Zero. <laughs> oh, man. Is that like a sign that I've been somehow perverted? Like all of the Dreamcast 
yeah users and people who still celebrate it are somehow doomed to yeah it's just like produce it's, things in the realm of god ray zero it's a really long haul sleeper agent that's right so I'm, I'm just gonna wake up and write a novel someday that's total garbage and yeah. i just wake up from a dream with a beard like what happened it's like you published this terrible book national bestseller though <laughs> no imbued in the code of elemental gimmick gear <laughs> It's like psychological <laughs> suggestion. Uh, Egg, for short. That's right. Oh, man. Fuck that show, though. Yeah, seriously. Sorry. The only thing that can make me feel better is this gif I just found of a soccer ball or a lion playing with a soccer ball. <laughs> he is really tearing into that soccer ball. <laughs> Somebody get this guy a contract. You don't want to stop this lion going to the goal. First of all, he weighs like 500 pounds. Yeah, it may be impossible to do so. <laughs> he is a lion. <laughs> is that even fair? Check the rule book. Called for handballs. Like, <laughs> doesn't have hands. Can't stop him. Uh, the lion was ejected for eating the ref. Yeah. Uh, that's a technical foul. <laughs> we have no punishment more severe. So this is what we have to give him. The lion refused give to him leave a red the field. card. He just like hey. rolling around on his back. <laughs> What's up? Everybody left in disgust at his antics. Um, I guess that's it. The Brave was okay. Uh, I really want to watch that. Is that on Netflix or some other uh, source just, that's legal? I got it on Amazon. So oh, the I Amazons. Paid, I paid four buckazoids for it, but it was pretty good. It had a handful of pretty good fight scenes. I don't know. Everybody seems to think it's like the best thing ever. I thought it was it was good, but... It know. wasn't like a revelation, like Drunken Master 2000. Well, like, yeah, I kind of miss like I for my kung fu money or whatever. Like first off, Southeast Asian martial arts, or I think this is Indonesian, but like Indonesia stuff like that, they're just too mean. Like they're <laughs> too violent. <laughs> <laughs> They're not tempered with uh, Jackie Chan's com yeah, comedic see, interludes. A, for my kung fu money, I want your, like, Jackie Chan, or even your, like, some of your Jet Li, especially Jet Li when he, like... I, I feel like when Jet Li came to America, he suddenly realized that he was only, like, 5'2", <laughs> and he immediately had to start playing the comic relief, even though in China he was playing, like, Wong Fei-Hung. <laughs> like, and that's why in, like... In, like, uh, Romeo Must Die, he's, like, this minuscule little sprite, like, full of energy that just sort of, like, flits from place to place. And, in, and uh, like, once upon a time in China, he's this, like, elegant storied master who's, like, dispensing <laughs> wisdom to his students. So it's, like, this, like, America-China dichotomy. But, yeah, I, I, like, I like either that, and I like sort of the, the kung fu movies from the 70s that are just, like, just really, like straightforward and just really sincere and, and this felt like it was just like it was so brutal like there like there are parts where dudes are getting stabbed with knives like 10 times during the course of like 10 times in five seconds and then he goes and stabs the next guy with the knife like four times and like beats the shit out of his calves with a baton and like wally stabbing him with knives <laughs> It's just too mean for me. No part of you will feel good while this is happening. <laughs> and I like I like Jackie Chan like sitting on the bench and then drinking the alcohol and then kicking the bench over and knocking like four dudes over. And even when they fight like the Axe Gang, nobody really gets axed that bad. Like one, you know, dad does and then dad dies. But like, I don't know. So I liked it, but it it did feel a little cruel, and I'm not I'm not into that so much. But there are some pretty, like, baller moves. Like, a couple times, like, the the main kung fu antagonist, like, flips up, a, does, you know, does that, like, upside-down flip up off a wall while a dude's grabbing him. And then, oh, yeah. like, transitions into, like, the headlock that pulls the dude down by his face <laughs> onto the floor. So there's some crazy shit that goes down in this, in this uh, movie. I'm not going to hold that. I'm not going to say there isn't. But just that, like... By the end of it, I felt a little hollow inside. <laughs> like, like, I was like, some places man dares not tread. But I don't know. It was, it was a damn sight better than God Ray Zero, for whatever that's worth. <laughs> I feel like this is like the power of Daryl's craziest anime deaths. It's like, he just showed you the part of this episode, or the part of the show you wanted to see. 
coincidentally, it was in episode one. <laughs> I mean, I guess I feel like was I talking to him about this or did they podcast about this? I don't remember. But Blood Sea, which is I feel what got gathered the most infamy from that panel. Apparently, all that shit deservedly in like, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. All that shit happens in like the last episode, and the rest of it is just some normal ass boring show. Well. I don't know. I feel like there. I I watched a whole thing. Like after figuring out what that was from, there are other times when something crazy happens in Blood Sea. Mm-hmm. So you're not totally taken by surprise when it arrives at the last episode. Okay. Like there's yeah. this one scene where there's this monster climbing up the side of a school and it just punches a leg through a window and impales six people's heads or something. So, so that's. I mean, that's actually just what's happening in uh, the 2D game Rampage. <laughs> Just that we didn't have the graphical <laughs> fidelity. I mean, they are eating human beings out of those buildings and getting life, life back for Where was Jack Thompson then to protect our dignity? But anyway, uh, you want to stop? Sure. Since Grotz is not here, I will probably just do this podcast now because I got nothing better to do. Oh, sweet. Except uh, Sleepy Dogs came in the mail. What's sleepy dogs? <laughs> or sleeping dogs, as some call it. Oh, I prefer to think of the, them by the more juvenile name. The GT. Sleepy, sleepy dogs, or the, yeah. So we're going to try that. Maybe I'll stream that. GT Asian? <laughs> there, there you go. You've coined it. The new port- portmanteau <laughs> for a new generation. <laughs> uh, oh, man, that's going to be the strap line for the review I will not write about this video game. <laughs> I will not you get you... Told- I will now give you or just write a review and then the whole, the body tax will be GTA shit. <laughs> <laughs> Four out of five stars. Uh, all right, let's clap. Yeah, all right. One, two, three. I think it, I don't know, man. That game just like I I think it's actually hitting the run button that kills me, just holding it down for so long, and then you know essentially having to toggle your own finger to jump, which is like you know a lot of people control complain about the controls in Dark Souls. I think that's the only really bad one is that you really got to want it if you're gonna jump somewhere. And I've seen some videos of some dudes making some like precision jumps that I would never try in a million years. Uh, just because, like, I have no, co- I don't even have confidence. There's like that one broken bridge in Sense Fortress you can jump across to get the key. I don't even have confidence to do that. I'd screw that up every time. Mm-hmm. Yep. I. <laughs> People were just talking about that on the forums like yesterday. I think almost everybody does that. <laughs> of course, if you go a little further down, which is also an option, you just run into the invincible ghost that you have no idea how to kill. That one especially sucks you in because it's like, before you hit the invincible ghost that you can't hit, uh, there's a bunch of guys that just stand there and don't do anything. And you kill them and they give you like 12 souls. So you're like, I must be in the right area. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Ghost murder. Have fun, idiot. (laughs) All right. Predictable!